ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ So welcome to What in the World. Hey guys, it's been weird. It's been really weird. It, it, we're, we're kind of at war now. Sort of. Not bit, really. I mean, we're not technically at war. I mean, this is just like the prologue to war. Yeah, it you just... Know, this is if, like the open. This is before the credits rolled. Like, this is the, hey guys, remember... Here's, the, here's a couple of things that incited the war movie where Tom Hanks needs to go save a young white guy. Right, right. So we're, we're headed there. Mm-hmm. We're, just, we're just not there quite yet it's the road to wrestlemania you know there's a build-up you know you're gonna get some pop-ins from some old celebrities the undertaker's gonna come back barack's gonna make an appearance he's not gonna wrestle but he'll come in do a little mic work get the crowd riled up this is just you know the pre-show yeah before the show we'll see some uh, we're gonna see a whole lot of john mccain oh god i've been researching john mccain i don't know what podcast i'm gonna put it on in the future but Boy, is he actively involved in regime change oh, he's everywhere. A, oh, man, he's, he's in, in the inner circle. He works for, he's the, the head of this group called the International Republican Institute. And they basically just go around. That just sounds racist. It, well, it, like it, it. their goal is to spread democracy, which mm. first of all is ne- never means, hmm. is never as good of a thing as it sounds. Sounds like what the Christians were doing during the Crusades. Yeah, pretty much. And they just go into these areas and train people to become the opposition party that starts the uprising that leads to toppling a government. Doesn't sound fishy. Doesn't sound fishy at all. And we do that to overthrow governments we don't like without having to send in the military, which, interestingly enough, is something uh, Vladimir Putin does. What? Pretty regularly. No wonder we we have so much in common with him. We should write him. We really do. We should hang out. Like on 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 his eHarmony dating profile, U.S. and and uh, Putin in the U.S. We just have so much in common. Yeah, we should be a reference. We should be. Mm. Do they put references on eHarmony profiles? I don't know. I feel like you should these days. But I don't know. It's weird talking to your uh, your your new country's ex. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like you bump into each other at Walmart, and it's like, oh, I mean, how are you? What's going on? This is this is the new country I'm hanging with. Ugh. That, that's going to happen to us at some point with Russia. Th- this episode is all about economic sanctions mm-hmm. and understanding economic sanctions and how they work. And everything going on with Russia obviously makes, makes this a pretty timely topic. But especially now, if there's one thing about us dropping bombs on Syria that sort of gives me comfort is, is that now I don't feel like we're necessarily that beholden to Russia. Like, maybe our government isn't. But do you honestly think we aren't? Or did, you know, the Trump administration just make a rash decision, which they are known to do, without thinking about the ramifications and then go, oops, our bad. Yeah. Yeah, one of the most worrying things about it is how quickly he changed his mind. Oh, my God. Like, he was at one point you know, just a few days prior, was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do anything to intervene in Syria mm-hmm. to get uh, Bashar or, or uh, Bashar. Assad. Assad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bashar is his first name. To get Assad out of power. And then this chemical attack happens and he's like, all right, never mind. We're we're going to war. Mm-hmm. 
it's, and it's one of those and it's literally i know that there are tweet drafts in his phone right now oh all yeah. the things he was gonna say about why you shouldn't go into syria to you know stick to his guns <laughs> but then he saw on fox and friends that it was tragic yeah and he was like well i got to do something yeah and now he's like wait a second i shouldn't have done that yeah so it in in the midst of all this, we still have these Russian sanctions in place. And one of the byproducts of the attack in Syria is that the Russian market kind of went through a sort of a mini collapse. The Russian currency and stock markets fell after this strike happened. The ruble fell 1% against the dollar, and the main Russian stock market dropped 1.8%. And the reason for that is because people were hoping that we would lift these sanctions we have in place against Russia at some point. Mm-hmm. And now that we're bombing Syrian bases that have Russian soldiers stationed there, probably not. Doesn't doesn't seem like our relations are going to get any better. As long as they don't put sanctions on vodka, we're fine. Oh, yeah. They'll, yeah, they'll gotta never have do Got to have my stoli, man. Got to have my stolishnaya. What a weird fucking time. Like, yeah. we're equal parts... It it seems like Russia is taking over our government, but also they're our biggest enemy all of a sudden. What a fucking conflict. Well, the best thing about it is the Trump administration as a whole is so dumb. They had no idea. Like, I, I bet you right now you ask Sean Spicer about sanctions or, or even... Uh, there's a clip where, you know, nobody knows more about sanctions than me. You know, just, yeah, that's, pretty, yeah. that's his entire understanding of an economic sanction. He just says the word. Yeah. It's a buzzword. Nobody knows more than me. But yeah, they don't. They don't know. I, Trump himself has no idea what a sanction is, why they yeah. are in place, or what exactly they do. Yeah, he's just his thing is that my friends can't make any money, so we need to uh, deregulate the sanctions. I think I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're gonna have sanctions on sanctions. I'm gonna have the smartest people look into it. So I, th- but I actually think there's. Probably a lot of people who don't know exactly what sanctions are mm-hmm. or how they work. So we're going to go through well, that. Let's educate them, and hopefully Trump will listen to this. Yeah, I do hope. Maybe someone from the NSA will just send him I a hope file. So. Uh, we'll say Trump, Trump, Trump. Okay, that we said it three yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, ha- he has to appear like Beetlejuice. Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump's going to get you. <laughs> Throw you over the wall. I wonder what that guy's up to today. Imagine years from now, there's just going to be horror stories that are like, if you say, it's like Bloody Mary. If you say Donald Trump in the mirror five times yeah. with the lights off and you turn it on, you'll have like a bad toupee. Yeah. Or maybe your spray tan will look weird. Or your neighbor will report you and you get sent to a camp. Your hands will just become huge, but they'll be shrinking. <laughs> you know, like it's like thinner or whatever. Thick, thicker. Yeah. Like that witch curses you and your hands are constantly shrinking. That would be Trump, 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 <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump. Uh, so economic sanctions, what the fuck are they? Basically, it's the easiest way to put it is it's a middle ground between settling a problem with diplomacy and settling it with war. Mm-hmm. Because diplomacy obviously doesn't work all the time, or we would never go to war. But we also can't go to war with everyone who does something we don't like. That's why games like Modern Warfare are so popular. You get to go to war with those countries you actually shouldn't go to war with. You know what I do to get that that aggression out is I play a phone game called Plague Incorporated. Mm. It's uh, if you've never played it, it's fucking f- phenomenal. And basically, the objective is you have to 
design a virus or plague that wipes out all of humanity. You know this is like this is just Ender's game. This is just the cell phone version of Ender's game. They're just trying to make you I, figure out I have no idea. I've never played Ender's game. No, no, you've never this is a movie. I've never seen the movie. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's a book, it's a movie. It's okay. It basically the plot of Ender's game is kids are being trained to become soldiers, but yeah. they give them simulations like here's a computer simulation of this is the attack how would you figure it out? And Ender ends up being the best commander in these simulated situations. Yeah. But in actuality, these are real situations. And the government has been using the kids to come up because, you know, the mind of a child is right. the most imaginative. They've been using those children to come up with strategies in an actual intergalactic war and are winning. Wow. So It sounds interesting. Yeah. So now what they're doing with this Plague Incorporated is... They're just having you tool around with, oh, here's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. And then they're doing that shit in other countries. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, so like, you're, you're, I'm probably you, you've doing toppled, research. You've toppled several governments <laughs> already. But that's what's fun about it. Like if they're, you know, say you, you wake up a, a little racist or. Oh, that, that's me every morning, with guys. Some, with a little anti. Racist with a latte. That's say, the name of my next album. You know, you wake up with a little Islamophobia in your heart. Okay. And you decide, hey, I want to go spread a deadly strain of herpes to Afghanistan. You just pull up this game, <laughs> gives you a map, you find Afghanistan, you hit it, boom. Now you infected India. You're not a fucking geography major. But that's <laughs> goddamn close enough. Such a fun game. Plague Incorporated, guys. Pick it up. <laughs> Pick it For, up. Free to play in the App Store. And you can also name your disease after yourself. Oh, so wow. if you win, it'll say, like, Quincy has destroyed humanity. And who doesn't want to see that? Like, you screenshot awesome. that. That is nice. Go to it every morning. You feel good about yourself. That is nice. So, sanctions. I caught the Adam Todd Browns, guys. <laughs> I caught the Browns. So, back to sanctions. <laughs> They're basically a middle ground between diplomacy and war. One of the most famous examples is the embargo of Cuba, which was mm -hmm. a massive, all-encompassing sanction that forbid us from doing anything with Cuba. No mm -hmm. financial transactions, no travel. And the problem with sanctions like those is that they end up impacting the citizens mm -hmm. and the people. Granted, we we still... like We still got pit bulls, so yeah. we won. Let's just be honest. <laughs> we, embargo, we embargoed Cuba, but we still got pit bulls. So, boom. Dale! <laughs> but the... You know, we still left those sanctions in place in Cuba for the longest goddamn time. But after 9-11 happened, like, sanctions were actually pretty rare up until 9-11. And then we started using them constantly. But we started moving towards something called smart sanctions, which just target a particular organization or even just individuals. And there's a bunch of different types of sanctions. They range anywhere from travel bans to freezing assets, arms embargoes, capital restraints, foreign aid reductions, and trade restrictions, just to name a few. We're just bullying people in the lunchroom. You know, we, yeah, we went pretty from, much. It went from full-on, like, global-scale bullying to, you know what? No, you ha you're weird, you're, you smell funny, and your mom always gives you egg salad. You have to sit alone. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's selective bullying, which is, I guess, okay. It's a it is a little better. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's much better than just saying, you know what, we don't like this thing about you, so we're going we're gonna to try to screw your entire country over. We yeah. end up doing it anyway, but at least we're trying to now focus yeah. our bullying on, oh, you know what, it's just this one thing. 
Yeah, and we'll get into in a little bit whether sanctions work and all the different problems with them. But one thing that people who disagree with using sanctions always argue is that they inspire a defensive response Mm -hmm. from the country that you impose those sanctions on. Like most countries almost take it as an act of war because it's, you know, halfway to war. Mm -hmm. And what happened with the Russia sanctions, which we'll also talk about in a while, is Putin, in response, banned all foreign food imports from Europe, the United States. So now the the citizens there... All they eat is potatoes, guys. Yeah. It's disgusting there. I actually saw there was a, a viral video that was going around. In res- Basically, there are still stores that are like sneaking imported goods in. yeah man you gotta have your pop tarts yeah people are still gonna want their charcuterie and yeah, things like want, that uh, pringles and there there was... once you pop the fun don't stop russia yeah, yeah. you no one can eat just one that's lays <laughs> but same thing there was a viral video going around this store that sells like imported meats and cheeses in mm. russia installed this billboard that basically it has a, a camera on it, and it uses some advanced form of facial recognition to where basically when police walk up to this billboard that is for foods you're not supposed to be able to get in Russia, it changes to like... A, Dude, this is, this is next level. <laughs> it changes. This is minority report level yeah. technology where it's just like, hey, the truth is... Do you really want a, uh, a hot pocket? And then a, a cop walks up, and it's just like we love Mother Russia. Yeah, we love we love Putin. I'm I'm pretty sure Putin has a line of snacks. He's coming out like his like uh, the Putin lunch pack. You think we can get uh, Black Pete Crunch into Russia? We should. I mean, they. I almost... think. I think honestly, I think the cops would want to eat Black Pete Crunch though. Here's the video. Let me find a better f- fucking source for people who might uh, want to go find it. Okay, BBC.com has this video. It's a article. This article went up in 2015 because these Russian sanctions have been in place for a while. It's from May 21st, 2015, Russia. Food the, shop tries to trick Moscow police. The failing BBC News, by the way, guys. Failing. <laughs> Struggling. Fake. Oh, and they, they don't even have the fucking video up. All right. Well, at least you know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> what we're saying is actually true because it was on BBC and not just like, you know, hey, man, my, my, my friend posted this on a thing. Quincy, do you know what that guy's saying? Uh, most likely everything he's saying has to do with, I love Putin, please don't find me. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be murdered like my colleagues. So this is the... This is the store that has the all all the goods that you're not supposed to be able to buy. Ooh, look at that, the cheese. Yeah, from fancy. Why don't you tell me how good the goddamn cheese was? Yeah, and there this ad they put up. It changes to an ad for a Russian nesting doll store whenever it identifies uh, a policeman's uniform, basically. They've trained this facial recognition camera to, instead of spotting faces, to look for identifying marks from police uniforms. And now here's, here's a cop walking up to it. There's cheese. And it changes when he walks by. That is so creepy. Yeah, it is kind of terrifying. Now, mind you, he was close enough to where he can see the cheese advertisement from paces away. But still, just 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's what people are doing to fight the sanctions. And then, oh, wait, it changed back, and he comes back again. It's like, I want to know what's going on. Uh, come back. Yeah, it's not changes again. He's like, look, it moved up. I saw a cheese. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Those cops probably don't know shit about sanctions either. Oh, yeah. Fade it out. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things they're because uh, so that's that's one of the ways sanctions end up affecting. Everyone. I need to do that in my neighborhood, and uh, whenever you see someone fat, there needs to be an advertisement for diabetes. It just <laughs> scrolls right on up. That's not that's not mean, guys. That's just no. me caring about other people's health. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, sanctions are used normally to coerce or deter or punish or shame entities that endanger their interests or violate international norms of behavior. We will shame a country. We will. This is our shame way the, of... Shame the fuck out of a This country. is our way of saying, shame on you, country. Yeah, for, for doing things the way we didn't want you to do them, whether yeah. your people liked it or not. Which, that, that's, our, that's our fucking jam. We, we do that all the time. Oh, yeah. We, we, uh, we like to topple. You know what was great? When the Syrian, not, no, I'm sorry, this is a terrible way to make this, structure this <laughs> sentence, but I, okay, when the Syrian gas attacks happened, that wasn't great, but this is the thing. When it happened, we, widespread, it was, oh my God, this is tragic, this is terrible. Mind you, in 2013, he did the exact same thing and killed a thousand people, yeah. and the Republicans wanted to do nothing, but you know, that's that was back yeah. in the past. Well, no one wanted to do anything. Yeah, that was back in the past. We're yeah. not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about right now. When it happened, news headlines, government officials, there are steps in place to remove Assad from power. Yeah. They're advertising this. If any country would have said that about Donald Trump when he was doing all this bullshit. At oh, the start yeah. Of his, yeah. That's an act of war already. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty much just putting it out there. I'm sorry, guys. doesn't matter what sanctions are in place or how we try to deal with it di- diplomatically. We have already advertised we want to go to war. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we will eventually. So let's talk about the process. There's a process for how sanctions work. There's different processes. In the the UN, one of the most important things is that the five permanent members, the U.S., China, France, Russia, and the U.K., all have to agree before sanctions Mm -hmm. are imposed. And when the fuck is that ever going to happen? Oh, it's not, because we're... (laughs) Like, when are those five countries? Well, even if there was a chance of us agreeing on anything, thanks to good old, let's call her back, Nikki Haley. We're taking oh, yeah. names. You don't have our back. Well, we're making a list. So, yeah. sorry, guys. Yeah, Nikki Haley is a real piece of work. And that, you know, that that's one of the one of the things about the, the Syria missile strike that really struck me when it comes to how, like, our relations with Russia... Because before that happened, we, you know, she had gone to, in front of the UN talking about the chemical strike and mm-hmm. was like, uh, listen, Russia is complicit in this. And if the UN won't do anything about it, we will. Yep. So it's quite a contrast from them also maybe having helped get that regime into power in the United States. That seems like the best way to uh, describe it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think the system is set up so it doesn't work. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that, I mean, that... you, you, like you said, those five permanent nations have to agree, and that's never going to happen. There's also a 15-member sanctions council, basically. Resolutions have to pass a 15-member council and also get 
no vetoes from any of the five permanent members. Mm-hmm. So because of that, prior to 1990, they only imposed sanctions twice. Once against Southern Rhodesia in 1966. Fucking Southern Rhodesia, man. Those fucking Rhodesians. And once against South Africa in 1977, which was related to apartheid. Mm-hmm. But since the end of the Cold War, they've used sanctions more than 20 times, most often targeting parties to an intrastate conflict, like in Somalia, Liberia, or Yugoslavia in the 90s. But obviously, like we said, with those five countries having to agree, they often don't agree. Uh, One example was, since 2011, Russia and China have vetoed all four Security Council resolutions concerning the conflict in Syria. No way. Yeah, Russia and China? Both of them. What? How crazy. So... That's why the UN doesn't probably pass as many sanctions as they could, because we have to uh, clear it with a bunch of people. We have to clear it with people who are, quote-unquote, complicit with the actions in that terrible right. ca- country. Um, yeah. Thanks, UN. That's Sick. all right. We're, we're taking names, man. So the, the process in the U.S. is kind of different. And mm. this is a thing I've written about before, back when people were talking about, oh, how is Trump going to make Mexico pay for the wall? There's no way he can do that. He can through the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, which we put in place way back in the 70s, and it gives presidents the power to declare basically a national emergency mm-hmm. relating to people or organizations from a particular country. And once that's in place, we can do block all kinds of financial transactions and shit like that. So he could, in theory, put out an executive order saying illegal immigrants from Mexico are a problem that uh, represents a national emergency. So we need to start blocking all of their remittance payments mm-hmm. that they're sending back to Mexico. And that's at least in part how he could pay for the wall. And we've used these executive orders a ton of times, uh, especially since 9-11. We use them all the time to sanction Middle Eastern countries. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just a, you know, after 9-11, we switched our focus. We we weren't imposing sanctions on entire countries, but instead Mm -hmm. we were imposing them on organizations that supported, uh, allegedly supported (laughs) terrorists. And international criminals. Yeah, it, it's much easier, and it looks better on paper when you try to topple a, uh, a, a society's government when you do it by pinpoint. Yeah, with pinpoint accuracy. You know what I'm saying? If you just bl- if you just carpet bomb the place, all of a sudden you just look like a tyrant. But now it's like, well, if we just cut off transactions here and here, it won't destroy them, but it will cause a shift in balance of power. Right. That's all we need. Yeah, yeah, and that is in most cases. All we need, at least in situations where sanctions work. On September 23rd, 2001, George W. Bush signed Executive Order 13224. Good old W. Good old dubs. What I wouldn't give to have that guy back in office now. You know what? Now I know we're living in the upside down. <laughs> those are words that should never be spoken by a human being. Right. But still. Like, to, to think George W. Bush would have been more level-headed in, during the serious situation than Donald yeah. Trump was. Oh, my God. Yeah, he at least would have taken a few weeks to start bombing. Jesus Christ. But this executive order he signed gave Treasury Department officials far-reaching authority to freeze the assets and financial transactions of individuals and other entities suspected of supporting terrorism. 
And then a few weeks later, under Section 311 of the Patriot Act, he gave Treasury even more powers to designate foreign jurisdictions and financial institutions as primary money laundering concerns. And what's worth noting here is the Treasury does not need evidence to put these measures in place. They only need a reasonable suspicion. So if your last name has lots of consonants or lots of vowels in it, you're just under suspicion. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And the penalties for violating these sanctions can be really fucking huge. The biggest penalty ever, France's largest bank, BNP Paribas, pleaded guilty in 2014 to processing billions of dollars for blacklisted Cuban, Iranian, and Sudanese entities. Oh, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I mean, they got fined $9 billion for it. But uh, that probably was just like a a scratch. Yeah, I wonder. To the amount of money that they had been laundering. Because they've yeah. been laundering billions, and the and the uh, and the punishment was only one year. Yeah, they lo- They only lost the right to convert foreign currency into dollars so, for one year. Yeah, so literally, you just put them in the corner and said, "Well, we have a lot." Because again, if BNP is so large, they're dealing with American transactions as well. You can't shut. They're too big to fail. Yeah, you shut yeah. them down, you're going to topple a lot of financial institutions across the world. Okay, you get a, a year punishment and give us nine billion dollars back. Okay. Yeah. I'll see you next year and we'll be balling. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I think that probably <clears throat> has a lot to do with why there's a kind of a, a growing thought out there that sanctions just don't work. No, they don't. They don't. They're 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 not made to work. They're there to shift power. Yeah. You don't want to destroy Syria. You just want to make sure who's in charge is in your pocket. That's yeah. all. Professor Adam Roberts, who is a research fellow at Oxford University. Oh, cheerio. So there are very few cases where you can (laughs) definitely identify sanctions as having had a success, except sometimes in combination with other factors. He added, arguably, they contributed something to the change in white minority Rhodesia that led to black majority rule. Arguably, the sanctions against South Africa were, were, were one factor that contributed to change there, hmm. which, interestingly enough, are also, those are the only, only two, two times yep. we had issued them prior to 1990. But even then, he says that there were other factors, like guerrilla opposition. Which we in trained. The, in the country itself, yeah. And if I was hearing him say that, and with it being, you know, the, like in fucking, like, I, I wasn't sure if he meant actual guerrillas. How fucking great would that have been? I mean, Planet of the Apes is based on yeah. a true story. He's like, like, you don't get it. They train the gorillas. It's like we're you, like, yeah, gorillas are every- no G O R. Why do you think so many zoo movies have been coming up lately? <laughs> like everything is about the the zookeeper's wife, and we bought a zoo and Zootopia. Yeah. Like, dude, the animals are sleeper agents. They're all sleepers. There right? is a series coming on Showtime, I think, next week called Gorilla. That's about like an actual gorilla movement in. Mm. I think Idris Elba's in that. Yeah, yeah. Idris Elba yeah. and Frida Pinto from Ooh. Slumdog Millionaire. There it is. So you know there's going to be a dance scene at the end. <laughs> or maybe that was just in that Dancing one Dancing Gorilla. Whoa, and the Gorillas have a new album coming out. Dude, <laughs> this is not... We just, we just, we're just connecting conspiracy connecting the dots, dots, man. It's all falling together. So Professor Adam Roberts says sanctions don't necessarily work. And also veteran diplomat Sir Jamie Greenstock... Oh, Britain's the old, the, the old Greenstock clan. Of, of the Greenstock, the, of Britain's Greenstocks. <laughs> He's Britain's ambassador to the UN, or was between 98 and 2003, 
And he says the fundamental reason for the popularity of sanctions is that there is nothing else between words and military action if you want to bring pressure upon a government. Mm -hmm. So it's like maybe they don't work, but also what other option do we have? It seems like maybe they're intended more to just send a message. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, the, it's the guys at the bar fight. You don't yeah. just you don't hit him over the head with a bottle yeah. right away. That's no fun. <laughs> you gotta you, you talk to him. Hey man, you want to step outside? You know, yeah. let him know. You I'm, hide the bottle in your coat yeah. first. Like there's always the the pregame. Like because if you just start a brawl, that's not good cinema. That's not a story to tell, and yeah. it makes you look like an asshole. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta are you looking at my girl? Okay, wait a second. <laughs> that's a sanction. That's your first sanction. Are you looking at my girl? Yeah. Sanction on looking at my girl. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's just it's it's like we're gonna do everything we can to avoid dropping bombs because we will we let's just be honest we will drop bombs on anyone we do it all the time we really do we, yeah. we we're doing it by drone now because that we don't we're trying to we're trying to fight PTSD by using robots which I'm not necessarily opposed to the military and the NFL two organizations I'd be fine with if they just replaced everybody with robots. You can't replace Tom Brady with a robot. Sure you can, because all it really is 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 the coach in the system. Like, if everyone's operating at peak efficiency because they're all robots, but you could even NASCAR it where you have to build your own robot, and ah. if you have a team of shitty robot builders, like the Bengals probably So would. now, wait, so now we have to have engineers as NFL stars? Because yeah. Now- we How cool would that be? Because we can't have smart in it. I'd go back players? to college for that. A smart football player? Nobody wants to watch that. I said I'd go back to college. <laughs> go to college. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Oh, He's just jerking, God. yanking your chain. But yeah, the NFL with robots, I'm all for it. Because then it's just the coaches drawing up the plays. But then wouldn't there be like a weird steroid kind of like we don't want steroids in baseball? Like, Because what if you're getting your parts from China? Yeah, that's true. Then you, it's like you're you're juicing. Yeah, if China puts sanctions on us and won't send us football players, you got parts, Chinese. You can't. He he built those uh, football players with Chinese steel. Yeah, they got us by the throat. Then see, there's now no American steel game. to build them with. We sent all that uh, to other countries. Maybe we can build them with. Oh no, you know what? We're gonna have like the Germans and are gonna have a football team that is all solar powered, and then ours are gonna be running on coal because yeah. we brought back the coal industry. Thank God, and it's gonna be awful. Yeah. I like when when Trump was talking about all the the programs that would build jobs and bring American resources back into the economy. And one of them he talked about was the Dakota Access Pipeline or the Keystone Pipeline, Mm -hmm. one of the two. And he talked about how it would be built with American steel. No, it won't. Mm -mm. That's not a thing anymore. Well, we gotta we gotta we have to bring back all of the industries Trump heard about when he was nine years old because those are all the things he thinks are still relevant. Yeah, like American steel, coal. It's like, wait a second, do you know solar power is way more lucrative and more, uh, there's more job opportunities? Yeah, what the fuck do we want with coal? Nothing. It just sounds good, and old white people think that's a thing. It's like, yeah, yeah we're trudging. We got, what train still runs on a coal engine right now? Name me one. Yeah, and who out there is voting like, oh, if Trump gets elected, I might be a coal miner someday. It's like, like the 27 people in Virginia that are still <laughs> coal miners. Oh, God damn it, coal miners. Get out of our election but process. Can we give a shout out to coal miners' daughters? Because they're always hot. And that was Aren't a great they? movie. Oh. Coal miners' daughter was a really good movie about Loretta Lynn starring Sissy Spacek. Go check it out, everybody. I think that was her. No, I'm wrong. 
We don't. I don't fact check. So I can't. I can't remember the name. The the woman's name now. So now I have to Google it. Oh, there's not even going to be a picture. Okay, I was right, sis. <laughs> Thank you. I feel better about myself. Here. How is it not a picture when I just type in Google? Motherfuckers. Right. It's fake news, man. They're blocking our stories. That sounded weird. I didn't type in Google. And he, he he actually did, guys. Don't just, let him don't let him trick you. He which is weird Google. that I landed on si- all those sissy SpaceX results. Dude, they're listening. Yeah, you know the, <laughs> the, com- you, the the microphone on this computer is picking up everything you say, and there's going to be advertisements on your Facebook about stuff we talked about tomorrow. Oh yeah, that that does happen. It's fucking creepy. Every time it's creepy. So another thing, another reason we've tended to move towards smart sanctions, as they call them, is we put all kinds of sanctions in place on Iraq back in the 90s. And boy, did we kill a lot of people. We just basically starved that country out until we could go in and invade it. But we made sure they had a lot of guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was before. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, we kind of realized, uh (laughs) uh-oh. This is what did we what did we start? Oh wait a second. Let's uh let's shut this down. This is a problem we're going to recreate 50 other times throughout the next couple decades, but let's go in and fix it this time. So yeah, the sanctions in Iraq were also one of the things that pushed us towards these newer sleeker sanctions. Mm. And uh, so now we have the Russia sanctions. Those are the those are the the hot topic right now. And thanks Obama. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they they did happen under the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And what they were the result of Russia going into the Ukraine and annexing Crimea, basically. And once they did that, we were that that's when there were actually four rounds of sanctions, March and April of 2014, then a second round later in April of 2014. Then a third round also in 2014. And then we put a fourth wave of sanctions in place in April 2016. So the we put these in place because of Russia's uh, annexation of Crimea in, during the Ukrainian crisis. And that began in 2014, and it prompted sanctions not just from us, but also from the United States and the European Union and other countries and international organizations. Australia has put sanctions in place. Norway, Canada, the gang's all here. And Russia responded with sanctions against the European Union, United States, Norway, Canada, and Australia, banning all food imports. So that Mm -hmm. explains the, the moving signs that they have now to advertise food they're not supposed to have. I'm just thinking, like, how deep is... The, the the illegal food game where they have that much time and energy to put into into technology there. Yeah. Like the cheese game is crazy in Russia right now. Yeah. Invest in cheese, guys. And it, it's all because these these sanctions <laughs> have actually done some damage. They've, oh, yeah. But the problem is they're doing damage to other countries because Russia is so big and sending your imported foods or exporting your foods there is a good way to make money. What if Trump Steaks is huge in Russia? Oh, it probably is. Oh, that's disgusting. They probably have chains, like a Trump Steak restaurant. It's like uh, Tony Roma's? Yeah. You ever been to Tony Roma's? Yeah. Very average. Below average. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it was it was good once, and then once it like became huge and went chili style, it was just like, whatever is the cheapest, we can make it. Yeah. Fuck you, Tony Roma's. 
There was a time when Tony Romo. I'm imposing was, sanctions. They on said Tony, Tony Romo had the best ribs in the in the Shut country. The fuck up. There was a time when it was it was advertised as the best ribs were at Tony Romo's. The best ribs were at Big O's in Peoria, Illinois. Oh, them fighting words. Yeah, what well, Peoria had some good ribs. I'm just saying, if we have listeners in the South, this young man just said Peoria, Illinois had the best ribs. You're 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 making enemies right now. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I guess I've been to Kansas City. I probably had better ribs mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But but you were so you were so in love with the skyline chili. Ugh, <laughs> that was Cincinnati, and that shit's fucking awful. <laughs> that is the worst. The thing about ribs, the best rib places, if you find a place that sometimes runs out of shit, mm-hmm. that's a good that's rib place. That's a good place. rib place. Or yeah. they just cheap and didn't thaw out enough meat. Yeah. But usually it's, mm-hmm. we're out of ribs by 4 p.m. every day. You know day. what? We need to open a barbecue shack, but we only buy like one slab of ribs. Yeah. So that when people show up, it's like, man, we already sold out. You yeah. You got here earlier. And then everybody's like, the ribs are so good. It's like, no, we just cook one. Yeah. <laughs> Literally one rib. <laughs> So when one person shows up, we can be so like, we be got the one left. Chris Rock's character from New from uh, I'm going to get you second. Let me get one real. He's our best customer, pulls guys. Pulls out a big fucking wad of cash. God, I love that movie. I watched it a couple years back for the, uh, again, I watched it again for, me and Jeff did a, a marathon of Wayans Brothers mm-hmm. movies. And that was brutal. But I'm going to get you sucker was great. Okay. That was always, always a good movie. So yeah, Russia has these sanctions in place, and they're a huge deal now. Rex Tillerson just came out and said that we probably won't be lifting them anytime soon. The strike in Syria has worried people that we won't be lifting them. And basically, everyone who has imposed these sanctions say they will only lift them if Moscow fulfills the Minsk II agreements, which are basically agreements that they won't try to take over the Baltic region and most of the rest of the area around them. And they're not doing that because well, they, they, yeah, they gonna, took Crimea. I'm not going to not rule the world. What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, Why do you think I got into the global economic domination game? I didn't I didn't come here to play, get, play second. Yeah. I want to win. Fucking Putin, man. And I'm sure Putin has, is making money off of the fact that Cutting off all these imports means he now has sole control of what does and doesn't come in and out. So people who want to get that business got to cut him something off the top. Exactly. So the people, the the sanctions we've put in place against Russia are the type that, for the most part, just affect individuals. And one of the most interesting things is the person who's not on this list is Vladimir Putin. What? Well, he doesn't really have any real power. Yeah. You know, he's just a figurehead. He's like the queen. He's like Queen Elizabeth, right? Just doesn't do anything. Yeah, pretty pretty much. There are some sanctions against Obama in some countries where he, he can't travel. But, like, even if... Because I, he's that, a Muslim. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, guys. Travel ban. <laughs> it's not a travel ban. What's weird about this list is... You know, these these sanctions impact so many people and they're causing so many issues. But if I named off these people, you wouldn't have any fucking idea who I was talking about. Like uh, Valerie Rashkin, first deputy chairman of the State Duma Committee on Ethnicity Issues. I wonder what he's in trouble for. Probably <laughs> something um. ethnic cleansing related. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's just uh, Leonid Slutsky. <laughs> he should be sanctioned for that name. Uh, member of the State Duma and the LDPR party. And it goes on and on. There are so many people on this list. 
and they're but they're all just individuals that mm-hmm. we we basically have have eliminated their ability to conduct business of any sort with the United States. And there's also a bunch of uh, gas and gas companies, water companies, banks, energy companies, pretty much anything in Russia. But I feel so now the 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 most wealthy and the the most well off cannot gain any more wealth with it outside of their country, thus limiting the amount of access they have to business ties, which sort of, you know, shrinks their influence. Yeah. And then somebody else can move on in and right. take over. Uh, what? Right. The the problem is that at least to me, this these smart sanctions mostly seem like a way to still sanction an entire country, but to make it seem like it's not as bad. Because when you're shutting down the biggest banks in a country and not letting them do business, you're effectively shutting off that economy. Yep. And, and that's going to have bigger ramifications. But at the same time, stop fucking with the Ukraine, Russia. Jesus. I mean... Let people be. Well, no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean it's never going to happen, but that's really all he needs to do. And, and these sanctions will be lifted. But she's the prettiest girl at the prom, man. And that that's what worries me so much about Russia is people are like, Ooh, why can't we just let them do what they want? Because they will fucking take over the entire goddamn continent. Yep. And when people start getting that ambitious, it's a huge fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Like if you control all of the military resources of multiple countries, you can kind of go to war with anyone you want. That's why why the Nazis were so successful up to a point. And then they started trying to like build time travel machines and got all. I think that's what did it. Maybe it was invading Russia in the winter. Either way, no, I think it was when they tried to. They were trying to make their own version of Steve Rogers. That that yeah, they put way too much in, uh, energy and time into a super soldier serum that no one will ever recreate. Let's just be honest. Unfortunately, you know, I mean, uh, Howard Stark was an amazing man. If I can inject you with like a super soldier serum right now, because no, then you, I'd probably do. But, no, but then you'd like expect a, me to do stuff. I know, but also, no, man. you'd be so much. You'd be so good at comedy. Like it would make everything better, man. No, I don't. You I, would I, murder. I honestly don't think Captain America's a good stand-up. <laughs> like, yeah, he can heal, and he's, I'm pretty sure it improves all your abilities. I, I, I. You'd uh, have a better sense of smell. Imagine if there was like a sh- like a steroid for comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and then we just have to <laughs> we just start arguing on who's on him. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, he's juicing. I think it, I think it's cocaine, isn't it? Probably not. It, may, maybe. I've never tried to do comedy while I was on cocaine. You should. <laughs> I did do it on mushrooms once. That was a good time. And I had a good set. I was very loose. I didn't even do material. <laughs> I just <laughs> talked about the s- <clears throat> severed head playing the clarinet out in mean the hallway. posters in the hallway. Very creepy. So those are sanctions, everybody. Now you know how they work somewhat. Long story short, whenever we want to change the balance of power, we just stop people in power that's that's what it, that's what it that's what it is on paper yeah yeah sure an entire country is going to suffer in the process because if the wealthy cannot continue to grow then the economy itself is going to fall okay yeah you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs exactly. sorry uh countries who are suffering <laughs> but at the end of the day we can't let someone like putin rule europe 
because he could. Oh yeah, he he's got the resources. Can. He's got the military backing. He could do it one country at a time and just yeah. spread his bullshit. And you just can't have that. Except except for NATO, and that's the other thing we want to pull out of. If of we course. pull out of NATO, the NATO states are fucked. Yeah, we're the only one that really matters. Whoa, like take that, take that, Latvia. Boom. Where the next world war will probably start, if not Syria. I'm keeping my. That's a preview of this week's unpops, everybody. I'm keeping. I'm keeping my money on the South China Sea. There are some things happening, baby. And you know, yeah, just, we I, talk I like about, a dar- I like a dark horse. We talk about that too. That's a good good possibility. We, I don't even think we brought up Taiwan on the really? podcast this week. I for, oh. completely forgot about that. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Oh my god! All right, we should probably get out of here. We have to record another one of these. No, oh, okay. Yeah, just so so guys, just know that when they talk about sanctions, uh. You now, after listening to this podcast, know way more than Donald Trump ever will. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he has no idea what he's doing. And uh, a lot of countries are mad at us about this. Let's just be honest. Yeah. They'll be fine, though. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. Um, Friday. I'm sorry. Wednesday. Because it's a... Uh, Wednesday's going up on the 10th? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, boom. Here we go. Uh, Tuesday the 11th, I'll be at the Karma Lounge in good old Koreatown. Love the Karma Lounge. Hey, have some fun. The 21st of April, I'll be in San Luis Obispo. Ooh. That's a party. And uh, May 10th, I'm at the Hollywood Improv. So, yeah, at 8 p.m. Nice. Uh, I'm at the... I'm at Mint on Card, April 14th at Blast from the Past in Burbank. That show is at 7 p.m., and later that night, the darkest hour, eleven thirty p.m. Mm. at Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. Come to both, yeah. And uh, subscribe to our podcasts on ConnectPal.com/slash/UnpopularOpinion. If you don't already do that, sign up for our newsletter so you'll know what's going to be on all of the podcasts coming up this week at Unpops.com/slash/news. Follow us on the socials at Unpops or at Unpops.podcast on Instagram. Unpops Leave us good reviews. Else. Review us on SoundCloud. Review us on yeah. in, on iTunes. Tell give your us, tell your mom. ratings. Tell your racist grandfather to tune in. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell everybody. Yeah. Spread the word. Or we'll <laughs> sanction your ass. And let's put a sanction on these on on. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. Bye bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.